0: Good day and welcome to Feisha Yoandurin's Fiction Podcast. This podcast is made possible by the media support of KBS Global Group. My name is Feisha Yoandjurin. Welcome. Welcome to Feisha Your Endurance Fiction Podcast. My name is Feisha Yoandjurin. This podcast is made possible by the media support of KBS Group. You are welcome. Episode 3 A Date with Mango The leader of the Opposition Sweepers Union who had been defeated by Chief Marco in the last presidential election hated being called Mango even though he tolerated the name when the media popularized it in the months leading to the elections. He got the name from his secondary school days at Thomas Aquinas College in Accra, when his uh, classmates, who were mostly Yorubas, had trouble pronouncing his name and they will laugh at the weirdness of having the same first name and surname. What sort of person gives his son Masango Masango? Mango Mango! they will call him with a sneer. Stop it! The more he expressed his hatred for the name, the more the intense united desire of the teenagers to make it stick. The majority had their way. Democracy gave Masango Masango a new name at Thomas Aquinas. He was at the University of Ibadan for his first degree, another school in Yoruba territory and then his political career began in Lagos as the assistant of um, Baba Yobo who started calling him Mango with such annoying confidence immediately after he had introduced himself to the man as Masango Masango. Masango Masango was always Mango to Yoruba people. In the secret places of his heart, Mango would wish he had followed Baba Yobo all through his political journey. He wished he had stayed with the Umbrella coalition. He wished he had not decamped to the sweepers' union. He wished he had kept his mouth shut and had not talked too much about corruption and deal process. He wished he would stop expecting the political system to be full of upright men who say what they mean and mean what they say. With time, he had come to realize that political parties in Gullung-Gullung were all the same, India, very core. Bubai Yobo had warned him right from the start when he started asking many difficult questions. He advised him to live according to his principles but not to be too pushy, not to try to enforce the same on those who will be with him in the same political platform. Bubai Yobo rose from being a governor in Lagos to becoming the, f- the first albino to be elected president of Gulung E. Mango decamped from the Umbrella Coalition to the Sweepers Union and it turns out that the SU is not quite a party of saints he had thought it to be. Masango Masango was driving to a meeting at Grass Glass House when he heard his phone ring. He gave the phone a quick glance and was glad to know it was a call from Fumi Shark. He was delighted. He was far from being offended when she called him Mango and asked how he was doing. I'm doing great, thanks. What a surprise. I actually lost hope. I mean, I've sent you like a dozen emails. He had sent her emails. He got her phone number from one of his connections in the women's movement. She had ignored his calls. His phone number was on all the emails. He just wanted to talk. He wanted to discuss a few things with her over lunch or dinner. It would be private, behind closed doors, if she wanted it that way. Mango has been trying to reach Shak for over a month. What he wanted to tell her was not something that could be discussed on the phone. Or via emails. Will she suggest some place where they will meet without somebody speculating and investigating the purpose of the meeting? Indeed, she wanted somewhere private. She wanted the meeting to be as secret as possible. The proposed meeting would not be in any restaurant or in the office of his campaign organization or in the offices used by our organization. Meeting at a grass-glass house, the headquarters of the Sweepers Union, was an obvious no-no-no. She didn't want the press to start making up stories out of nothing, thus changing the public perception to suit their purposes, since she does not exactly know what Mango would talk to him about beyond the general idea that it has to be something about the ruling party and the president. Masango Masango suggested an evening meeting at the banana fields at the foot of the hill in the outskirts of Akure. From there, they will go to the rocks at the foot of the hills and sit down to talk. Come on Mango, (laughs) is it a meeting of witches and wizards? I'm just kidding, perfect place. If we thought about being alone with this man in that location at that time of the day he had suggested. He thought about men and what they could become when they are alone with a woman at night. She knew he would never do such a thing. She just couldn't help the imagination. The place he suggested and the mention of talking about any mobile device was like a message to her that he was indeed as concerned about privacy as he was. The plans to be there by 6.30 but she was already there at 6. She had taken a good spot on the hill. She had a binocular to watch his arrival. It was not because she didn't trust him. She was just doing her best to guard her reputation. And besides, Mango could be followed without knowing he is being followed. Mango was surprised to see her on the hill. She had to climb down to meet him. He didn't waste any time after the initial greetings. He wanted to know why Fumi has been allowing herself to be charmed by President Sigenema Oku. He spoke for about five minutes about how disappointed he was that the women's movement has been charmed by this snake. All because of a rash decision he has dressed as an appropriate solution to the rape crisis. Why is this devil being celebrated for masquerading as an angel of light? Maoko is playing you guys like football and you are falling for it. Fumi felt his bitterness, she felt his anger. He could be a good man if given an opportunity to serve, but with her, there at the foot of the hill, He sounded like a teenager complaining about his parents. She was tempted to draw him close for a hug. She imagined putting his head between her breasts and kissing his head while telling him everything will be alright. She looked into his eyes. She could see the fire in his eyes and she was a woman on fire. Look! Mango! Don't come here and start acting like uh, you are some sort of gulung gulung Jesus. The women's organization looks out for our own interests just like, like you look out for yours. He interrupted her to insist it was not about personal interest. Shark hated interruptions. What was, what was the, what, where was the Sweepers Union? Where was the Sweepers Union media team when women were being raped here and there as if it is a norm? what did the sweepers union do to support the campaign against domestic violence there was an incident during one of the naked protests three years ago 12 naked protesters who seemed drunk stoned and excited had walked past a primary school field and had been seen by by about 100 school children when some police officers stopped them near the field to ask why they had been exposing themselves to children in that state, they explained that they did not know that the school was around the corner since they had come from one of the interior towns of Gulum, Gulum. The police tried to arrest them because a crime has been committed and uh, ignorance is not an excuse before the law. The women wanted to escape the trouble they had unwittingly invited, so they ran and became tired so they took refuge in the premises of the grass glass house. Fumi Shak reminded Mango of the incident and how the sweepers union had quickly handed the women over to the police. Women were later charged to court for sexual assault on children and sentenced to 5 years in prison with hard labor. Come on Fumi, you can't expect our party to show supports for you people by hiding uh, people wanted by the police in our premises. When Mango talked about the foolishness of leaving the issue of women of the armed forces slaughtered by the castrated terrorist unattended, to talk about one woman said to have been raped in the premises of Castle Lodge, Fumi thought she had had enough. Talking about the foolishness of our decision is a roundabout way of calling her foolish. And she would not take such nonsense. She walked away. He was too proud to give any hints that he wanted her to stay. When Fumishap got home, a woman in white in Ruambuba, cowrie shell necklace, and cowrie shell earrings was waiting in her sitting room, sitting on her sofa. The woman's hands were well, on the hamrests of the sofa as if. it it was on its throne. She wanted to know where Fumi was coming from. She asked her like a queen of a kingdom ruled by the force of words. Fumi had to scan her thoughts. She had to think about her movement from her meeting at her office to the roadside bar where she had a few shots of Paraga and then to her taxi then to the last bus stop near the meeting point with Mango. She assured herself that she was not followed. The woman sitting in her sitting room could be a witch but Fumi was not scared of witches. She had been called one on several occasions and she was seen as one by many who see her and rightly so, as the arch enemy of the patriarchy. Fumi sees herself as a witch and didn't the holy book says as a woman sees herself, so she is. The woman repeated the question again and Fumi knew immediately that it was Yahusha. It was believed that she had access to all the Orishas, the Eboras, the Inwins, the Anjonus and the Adalele. She was believed to be powerful enough to see things Normal human beings will never see without drinking from the pot of Awaiye. She could turn to a lion or a snake or a cat. She could pass through walls and doors. She was said to have a mansion inside an Iroko tree in the State Forest Reserves. Bullshit! Fumi did not believe all that jazz. Where was Yaosha at the height of the rape crisis? What has been the gains of Golunggolung women from her power to turn to animals or to see and hear strange things? Iyao was of the class of the women the Yorubas would call Atapajori Ate Dojokon She wanted to know why Fumi has allowed the women's organization to become a puppet of the ruling party AS IF The castration law has brought the struggles of women to an end. No doubt the law has brought a drastic reduction in rape incidents, but Chief Eginema Oko is now killing women with the instruments of the state while women praise their killers. There is more to fighting for the rights of our people than having many people singing your praise on the internet. You are not a leader to be applauded by white people. You are not a leader to be giving awards and granting interviews on Oibo people's shows. Fumi did not like the way the woman talked as if she really knew what was going on in the city and in the global village. Fumi did not realize that she had been standing like an accused person stands before a judge in court. She did not remember she had been standing as if her own sitting room had been transformed into the office of Iaosha until she had to sit down to answer this woman on the issue of her methods. Fumi asked Iaosha if she knew what the internet is. The woman laughed, stopped laughing for a few seconds, and started laughing again. She raised her hands up and a large pot replaced the table that was between them Fumi was afraid but she reminded herself that she has been called a witch Yausha said something and Fumi could see the president Chief Higinema Oko inside the pot it was like a TV screen the president was with Tafa Shemo by the poolside they were eating suya and drinking paraga You are not the only one that likes Paraga, Yaosha said with a sneer. She showed her lion face and commanded Fumi to start talking. Fumi told her about her life, her childhood in Akure, the few years in Ondo, the poverty of her parents, and how she hawked oranges to help her parents and her siblings, and how she was raped by a mathematics teacher at Fiwashae. She talked about her marriage to Mr. Shark, her rape at the church. Iaosha was not in the mood for sentimental stories. She wanted to know why Fumi has chosen to put Iginema Oko's interest above the Feminist Manifesto. Fumi reminded herself how often she had been called a witch on Twitter. Iyaoesha shook her head and smiled when Fumi referred her to the book of first kings chapter 18 verse 3 of how obadiah who feared the lord greatly was in charge of jezebel and Ahab's house which was like a contradiction because a righteous man was in charge of the palace of the unrighteous king and queen but Would he have been able to save those prophets in verse 4 if he had been confrontational in his approach? And Daniel, in the book of Daniel, he was a righteous man who served under pagan kings, three or four of them. Fumi wanted Yahusha to know that the president had gone a thousand miles ahead of his opponents in support of Gulung Gulung women. And the women's movement and the future of feminism by the castration law, by that singular signing of the castration law. Chief Eginema has given women a huge leap in the armed forces and has promised to give women more opportunities in his cabinet during his second time. Yaosha laughed at this. She hid from me as if this young woman is indeed deserving of, of pity. The young woman looked at the old woman. She couldn't help but wonder what the hell was funny about this. Can't you see how you are already sounding like Maoko's spokeswoman? You are already sounding like his puppet! Yosha did not believe in a world where women are given things. That thing about a quota in the cabinet sounded like an insult to her. How can you call yourself an African and a feminist and you are quoting the Bible? <laughs> Heaosha stood up and two snakes slithered from her hero towards Fumi. Fumi eyed the snake as if they were mere cockroaches. Yaosha was impressed by her calmness. But she had already made up her mind about Fumi. The problem with Fumi was her over-reliance on technology. With her a view of power acquisition as a 100 meter dash rather than a marathon. I believe in the methods imported from Europe and America. Yaosha looked at her once again. Do you even know what Iginema Oko has been doing to you in the unseen world? Do you know what was in the food and drinks you took at Castle Lodge during the electoral victory celebration? Twenty-four goes for a or day. Fumi wanted to repeat Unseen World with a snot. She would have laughed at the way Yaosha had been reading diabolical meanings to her strategic compromise. But the woman started floating away like a balloon, even though she kept talking about her decision to remove Fumi Shak from her position as the head of the women's movement. She was done with her words and then she was gone. Nonsense. Fumi stood still for about a minute wondering if she had been dreaming. Wondering whether the snakes she had seen had disappeared indeed. She did not remember being appointed by Yaosha. She was not bothered by her final words. Fumi reached for her laptop which was on the stool beside the sofa where Yaosha sat a few minutes ago. She was expecting a meal. Her phone rang. She grabbed it without checking the screen to know who was calling. It was her estranged husband. He called her buruku. He spoke about a video with so much bitterness. She had to end the call video when she switched on her her computer she saw a mail from someone with the name Frank butter she wanted to know who this was she wanted to delete the mail she changed her mind when she saw the video attachment. she downloaded the attachment. what the hell she was not the one in the video but only a fool would believe she was not the one in the video Masango Masango was her partner. She scanned her thoughts again. She had thought about organim. It was just thoughts, nothing beyond thoughts of organim. She didn't remember them being naked together. Her phone beeped again. A text message. She could send the resignation letter that had been written on her behalf and would be sent to her in a few minutes to the women's organization. And all the videos, including the ones on her husband's devices, will be deleted, or she could refuse, and the videos will be released online in the next 10 minutes. She sent the resignation letter before sitting down to wonder if the Yawshah that had visited her a few minutes ago had a hand in this, or what. Masango Masango or Maoko had done in this old saga. She wanted to know who her real enemy was. She dialed a number and ordered for a sack of manwana. She also ordered for a box of rolling paper. Did you say a sack? Yes! A sack! She got a sack, locked herself up in the house, switched off her phone, threw her computer in a bathtub full of water. Day and night she smoked. That woman in faded little brown dress with rusty brown hair, usually seen around shy roundabout. Who would argue with trees and explain feminism to chickens and goats? That is Fomishack. She was not always like that. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit www.feishayoandjurin.com or follow KBSC Radio and TV or at Feishayoandjurin on Twitter. Thank you very much for listening today. Join us next time on the Land of Kulun. Thank you. This podcast is made possible by the media support of KBSC Global Group.